Good day, everyone. Welcome to the Bodybuilding.com podcast. I'm Nick Coleus, talking to you from the back room of my house, right here by the kettlebells. We're in lockdown over here, just like you and probably most everyone else, but that doesn't mean we don't have company. Heather Eastman and I made a virtual connection recently with Kim Perfetto, aka Kim Nonstop. She's the star of one of our most popular and most relevant training programs at Bodybuilding.com. It's called the Homebody Eight Week at Home Fitness Plan, all follow along video workouts. And without giving away too much in the way of trade info, the number of you following it has increased quite a bit over the last month or two. That means a lot of you are enjoying better workouts, but also enjoying Kim, who's pretty hilarious as she kind of suffers alongside you in these video workouts. Uh, we had Kim on the podcast once upon a time after Homebody came out, but it had been a while. So we decided to check in with her down from her home in LA to see what she could share about how to make the best out of home workouts. Let's listen in. All right, so pretty standard question at this point, but Kim, tell us a little bit about where you're holed up these days. And, uh, and well, so, you want to know how, where I'm quarantining? Do you just want to yes. tour? Cause no, I no. Like, <laughs> I, what, are you at, you're at home and what I'm do you have for home? equipment with you? Oh my God, that's funny. I ha I'm at my home in Los Angeles in Highland Park and my equipment is, I've always had a gym facility. So this is, uh, my home gym is not something that I've cultivated. I've got no less than four yoga mats. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even do yoga, although I should. Um, and I have two kettlebells, neither are the same, like a 35 and a 25 that used to get used as doorstops, but now I'm really using them. And I have a trainer. So like uh, that's like one of those things that uh, I can put my bike on and ride it stationary. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So have you considered just wrapping up the kettlebells in yoga mats and carrying them around or punching them or like yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, I created a, a, I have a YouTube video that's like how to make your own sandbag. And so I was like, I should take my own advice and like make a rice sandbag and start doing sandbag training. So yeah. yeah. Or the, the, gallons of kitty litter or something like that yeah, i think i have a 40 pound bag of kitty litter mm -hmm. so and i've dragged that across my yard a few times and have you, have you, <laughs> do you do you find that like the equipment that you have has served you or are you one of those people who's out just like hunting for another kettlebell on craigslist and out there stabbing somebody to get it no <laughs> i'm good with like I, I mean 35 pounds is pretty pretty good for me i'm not I, I could obviously lift a lot more, but I'm obviously. okay. I'm a, a lot, but <laughs> I'm pretty okay with what I have. And I'm, I'm not using Amazon. I like swore off Amazon. So any supplies that I've needed, I've, I've mostly found on eBay or next door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Next door is good for that sort of stuff. And, um, Craigslist and Facebook marketplace are both. That too. Good. Yeah. But the other, I, I kind of scour, I'm always looking for more kettlebells so <laughs> I can put them in the hands of people. And the other day I was on either Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace in Boise, and there was just this shitty Walmart 20-pound kettlebell. Uh, I swear I've seen it for like $11, and it was. How much? How much do you think somebody was charging for that thing? $40. $95. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. Yes. No. Yes. 400%, no, wait, more than that, like a 900% markup. 
on Craigslist. On Craigslist, this is a four dollar four four fifty per pound for. for you a, just gave me an idea. I should be selling my kettlebells, right? Oh yeah. Oh, I, now no, Nick is exactly. Nick is totally starting this black market kettlebell side hustle. Like, that's amazing, Nick. <laughs> so wait, are you like the Santa Claus or Robin Hood of kettlebells? You said you're constantly scouring the internet to put kettlebells in people's hands. Kind. I, I'm I'm more like the Robin Hood. I feel like because yeah, I'll I'll, I'll check every morning, and if you can get them, because there are people who need to sell their equipment to make money right now too. yeah 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 like mm -hmm. there's a guy this morning was selling two really nice rogue kettlebells for a reasonable retail price and i'm like I, i'll go buy them and i'll just sell them to my friends for what i paid for them like yeah at the, at the end of this there's going to be more people with more equipment looking to know what to do with it you, know? you literally have a side hustle right now oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing you know, there's a there's like a I remember learning from a garage gym guy a long time ago. He said, if you want to have a cool garage gym, it starts with buying and reselling equipment. Because if you just sit there and watch, everything passes through and you can get it and you can always move it. That's interesting. Huh. You still been getting out for rides and runs as well? Or? Oh, oh yeah. Like we're so lucky because I have some friends in Europe and I know my friend Sammy, who I used to race with, she has going on her 40th day of being inside her apartment. Mm -hmm. So I definitely take advantage of being able to go outside and I don't take it for granted. Every time I'm out there, I'm like, I'm so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I'll even go running. I don't care. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. Going to the bank. Heather was really excited. Oh my gosh. I yesterday. was so excited to go to the bank. That was like <laughs> yeah, I got to go to the post office today. <laughs> yeah. Like I brushed my hair and everything. It was amazing. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting that you bring up Europe, though, because I, I lived in Spain and I have a bunch of friends in Spain. And like we think we know what density is, but European cities are so much more dense. And mm -hmm. and the, 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 the degree to which somebody has to live in a box there is yeah. completely different. It's know? true. Like my, my friends in the, the Spanish town that I lived in, they um, they have armed police out on the streets they don't even go shopping because they all live in apartment buildings. One person in the building goes out and goes shopping for everybody. And so all you can do is stand on your balcony. That's as outside as you can get. I would lose my mind. I know, exactly. But I've heard LA is really strict about trailheads and things like that. Like oh, you yeah, have to be super closed. targeted. Yeah, they've closed most of like the major. So like the popular ones like Runyon Canyon, Griffith Park. Um, yeah, I mean, they've closed a lot of that. But as far as, so for... For mountain biking, you got to be clever and you got to go to like, you know, the Los Angeles National Forest. You can find trails that are open in there. Or nobody cares. They just let right. us do it. Um, and then for road biking, it's actually super great because there's no one on the roads and I can go anywhere and there's hills everywhere in LA. So I don't need to be in a park to do most of that cycling. Um, yeah. So now, does LA have any of that like wildlife returning to the city that other cities <laughs> Buffalo. are experiencing? Because I used to live in LA and LA, like the the natural animal of LA is obviously the car. Like I've never seen an open freeway ever. And so now I'm kind of curious, like what is LA like right now with so few people on the roads? Well, you know we have uh, mountain lions. Is P twenty two is like the famous one and there's a few others. They've been lobbying to make like a, a highway crossing for them, like a, a bridge for the mountain lion. Yeah, for years. So I wonder yeah. if they need it right now. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I haven't seen one yet, but I've seen a bunch of bobcats. Oh, cool. Yeah. So they, they can just pass down in and grab somebody off their balcony and <laughs> drag about in. Bobcats are pretty small, so they're probably <laughs> just going to like grab my cat, my cat, and 
Right. Now, coyotes walk down the street, like, on any given day. That's normal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, What about the smog in L.A.? Like, because you see... What smog? Is it gone? Yeah. Yeah. There's no smog. And, like, there was, like, a day where it wasn't... It was a little hazy, and you couldn't see, like, the mountains as clearly. But that's, like, just such a, a great example of, like, it's not always smog. People call it smog, but, like, we get, you know, we get fog, Mm-hmm. Right. like summer uh they call it foggest in august and mm-hmm. so i mean we get like the marine layer that kind of hangs out but like yeah no there is no smog it's amazing earth day is going to be awesome tomorrow mm-hmm. right absolutely so now i you've been doing some quarantine hangouts and things that i've i've checked in on um and i saw in one that you mentioned that you will go on social media and pester people to keep up on their workouts like sounds like <laughs> sounds like you're having no problem yourself but not just like we're not talking about like your friends but like if somebody makes the mistake of tagging you and mentioning that they're following homebody you'll go on and bug them to keep them working on it. oh Is yeah true oh yeah like <laughs> i've had um a couple of people who are doing the homebody program and then if they tag me and i see it and i i catch on that they're doing it like i, I for sure start like being like how's it going How's it going? How today? Like, it's week, are you? You're on week four now, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's that's what's important. I think what's great about social media and stuff like that is we can keep each other accountable, especially through like hashtags and and uh, tags, tagging each other and making. You know, I I did a Strava challenge too, so mm-hmm. just trying to keep people active. Does anybody think you're a bot? or anything when you do that? <laughs> I have not yet been accused of being a bot. Okay, so they, re- they respond positively. Yeah, they love it. I mean, especially when it's like someone tags me in the, after finishing a homebody workout and I respond, they're like, oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah, you're watching. You're the person. People get a little like freaked out. They're like, whoa. She's watching. She's, She's watching. She's going to climb through the TV. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> have you been uh, susceptible to any of the, the challenges out there? Push-up challenge, pull-up challenge, any of that sort of silliness? Oh, there was like a week. I think it was like the second week of quarantine where I got tagged in everyone's push-up challenge. Uh-huh. And I was like, can y'all give me a squat challenge? Because I'm <laughs> about to fall off. <laughs> no, there's, I've seen ones that's like, show, uh, see a delt, show a delt. See a trap, show it. Like you're just supposed to expose certain parts of your body. When that could get else. real dangerous real fast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, now it's one thing I've noticed through, through a lot of this is that, um, some people that I've I've been in contact with sort of change their training priorities a little bit since they're locked up. It's like, usually they'd be like, all right, give me that fast and sweaty, you know, just leave me in a heap and then I can sleep well. But like my cousin who's marathon runner, serious cyclist, she's like, all right, I want to, I want to lift heavier. I want to add some muscle. My wife, who's yogi and loves her handstand practice, she's like, "No, I want to go for a run, and then I want to come home, and I want to like move some kettlebells around." Like, have you have you been? Is it has it changed you being locked up or changed? It you has. Know? It has. I got called out for it on uh, Strava. Actually, someone was like, "What? You don't ride anymore?" Because for the first probably the first three weeks, I was running mm. just so much more than I was cycling, and that's partially that was like a I think a psychological. I felt safer being closer to the house and also like, you know, there's just so, this is such an uncertain and kind of scary time for a lot of people. And I think we have to do what makes us feel most comfortable. And for me, just going on one of my long rides, I felt really uncomfortable doing that in the beginning. Now I feel better because I just, I'm getting into the, the, the routine of it all. But 
Um, I just didn't want to leave like my five block radius. So I was doing way more at home workouts and short runs. Whereas normally when I have this much free time, I would be like, cool base miles. I'm going to go on a 110 mile, you know, ride. Mm -hmm. And, and so, yeah, I was doing like the exact opposite. Right. Oh, and there's right. this, just, there's a tension in all of these different communities too. Like, should I be doing this? Should I be right. going to the gym? Should I be going out on a, on a bike? Right. Mm -hmm. do, you feel, do you feel like the, the cycling community is kind of split down that one? Yes. I know the, hike, the hiking community up here is really yeah. intensely split. Like I need to go for a hike, but then my friend's like, don't post about it. I'm getting killed on Facebook about it or something. Yeah. I've definitely heard that uh, a lot of people are, are getting fired up on, on social media and getting a lot of shitty feedback. I know some of my friends were like, I don't know. My friend just called me out for going on a bike ride, but honestly, as long as you're not endangering other people. And I know that you could argue that putting, you know, going on a bike ride is endangering other people because you could get hurt and have to go to the hospital. Okay. Right. But it's the same thing for when you drive a car. And I think we need to like step back a little and like do what soothes you in this moment in time. Like if it's going to make you feel better to go for a hike, go for a hike. And it's like, it's not privilege. It's not, I mean, yes, for us as Americans, as being able to leave the house, it's privilege, but like you're not flaunting it by posting it on social media. Like it's not, people just need to stop jumping down people's throats for a little while. <laughs> right. Right. And we, yeah, we, we all know what we're doing at this point too. Like right. the, the information finds you one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And it's uh yeah, so it's, it, it is up to you to, to be safe to a certain degree, but if you figure out how to do that, it's pretty yeah. tough. It's pretty tough to say no, you know, I yeah. totally get both sides of that. It's interesting. You talk about doing what soothes you. We've been finding that a lot of people um, specifically want to do your video workouts. That's what's yes. soothing them at the moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it makes me popularity. The homebody workout has moved up the up the ranks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was always popular, but it's like you know quadrupled. I would say in the last month, and we're just um, and what what's what I find particularly encouraging about it is like we can sit here and we can track the numbers and we can, you know without giving too much away. Um, what what always matters to me is I look at something and I don't want to see oh how many people are following a program. I want to see how many workouts did they track. Like, yeah. Are they actually not just signing up for something, but are they going all the way? Are they through doing it? it? Yeah. And when the number of workouts tracked is like four or five, six times the number of people program that's when you're like all right all right there's there's something clicking there and some people are actually getting something they really value out of that and i've been seeing a lot of that which is really cool uh have you heard from people who are new to you who are like hey i'm actually doing this with you and really enjoying it yeah yeah um, definitely quite a few new people have popped up um on various social platforms and tagged me in it and i just love to see there's one person oh, i don't remember their handle right now but there's one person on instagram who's I think uh, their siblings, the, all of them are doing it. There's four of them, and they're always all in the photo every time they finish a workout. It's in various ages, like, like 10, 12, 17, 22. And I'm just like, this is amazing. I love it. I like it. All the way down to 10, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, I, gotta bring I, have a, energy. I have like an eight-year-old who does some of my live workouts that I've been doing on Zoom, and they, I mean, they don't do every single element of it, but they're doing a lot of it, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like a down dog is a down dog and like a squat is a squat. And yeah, like six year olds can do that. Sure. sure. And they do have a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. Especially oh, yeah. right now. Right. 
Now, so, so when people when people come to you inevitably and sort of say that they want to use this experience as a fitness opportunity, uh, right. what advice what advice do you do you give them? Because it's a, it's a unique opportunity. We're we're in jail basically, right? Yeah. And yeah, people come out of jail looking jacked as hell all the time. It is right. a fitness opportunity if you make it one. What advice do you give somebody? Well, I mean, a lot of us have lost our goals. A lot of people have lost their goals. Like if you signed up for a race or you signed up for an event and now that event is canceled. However, I think signing up for a program is a really smart thing to do right now rather than just say, I'm going to work out four times a week. Having some kind of accountability and having structure because we have so little structure right now, the more structure you can put into your workout plan, the better right now. So that's why I was really recommending the bodybuilding home body plan because it's, you know, it's a two month program. So you can finish it. You can start it and finish it in this quarantine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now with being quarantined, is there anything fitness wise that you've kind of discovered that you don't think you would have discovered had you not had all this free time and been kind of on lockdown? Hmm. That's a great, I, I yeah. I mean, riding on my trainer is not something I ever enjoyed doing. (laughs) And, um, because I live in California, it's so beautiful to ride outside, but, um, I see the merit of it. I do get a much more intense workout in a shorter amount of time. And so that's something that like, you know, I finally broke out the trainer and started using it and, um, see what else just, uh, I mean, Working out from home, just revamping that because I, you know, I I shot bodybuilding and I've done shape and I've done a lot of programs for at home stuff in my YouTube videos. Oftentimes I'll shoot the workout and then I'll go work out at the gym for the rest of the week or I'll go work out on my bike for the rest of the week. So it's only once a week that I'll do this at home workout, but now I'm doing them every day and I'm starting to see like how I want to switch it up. And Mm -hmm. it's really informing, um, how I would change, like how I would, um, arrange my programming going forward. Well, and that's, I'm glad you brought that up because with the home body, it's such a diverse program. You have strength training and cardio and yoga and a little bit of Pilates and, you know, every minute on the minute and AMRAP and like everything you can think of. Yeah. So, you know, you threw the, the kitchen sink in there. Mm -hmm now that you've actually kind of had to go through it yourself and really work out from home, what's like the biggest thing that you would want to add or change or switch up? Like what's your biggest takeaway from actually working out from home five days a week? Mm, I, well, I don't know if this is from working out from home five days a week, but it's definitely from working from home five days a week. (laughs) I need to incorporate more stretching and, um, like just simply back extensions and like just the opposite of, you know, the rounded mm-hmm. forward sitting. Um, so I, I probably would incorporate more stretching and recovery in that just so that you can hit it hard and it doesn't feel like Groundhog's Day. Whereas like you're giving it like 70 to 80% every day. And then, you know, just to get those clearer peaks and valleys. Um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes I wasn't, I wasn't always as clear about that. Right. Oh yeah. I've had family members the last week. Everyone's reaching out to me. What recovery supplement can I take? What can I do for my sore muscles? And it's like, where have you people been for the last five years? Like, yeah, well, they're so. just now like starting to <laughs> crush yeah. it every day. 
Um, but no, yeah. that, that simple restorative movement like that is just, it's, it's so nice. And it, and when you're at home, you're maybe not in your fancy work chair or something like that. It, it is, it, the need feels a little bit more apparent. I find myself just on the ground a lot more, you know, in the office, like, yeah, I sit on the ball. I do He's on the ground movement in the office breaks, too. Don't let him but not you. as much, but like, oh my God, at home, I have to get on the ground and just move around a little bit just because otherwise... I just feel like a, like a little bug stuck in that box, you know? Yeah. And I think I don't also don't have my space quite set up for that yet. And so that is what my body is needing the most is like, you know, when you walk into a gym, you have this space that's like dedicated for like rolling around and doing foam rolling and stretching. And like my room is either set up for a trainer or for a kettlebell workout or for like I have to like move furniture every time. Yeah. So, so now, now one interesting thing about having somebody follow a program though, is that like when they start following something more systematic, their appetite changes and mm. like you start to notice how you eat and how it makes you feel and how it connects to your workouts more. Um, and you know, people love to talk about the quarantine 15 and all that sort of stuff. Like they can get super goal focused with their eating all of a sudden, um, how have you find? Have you found that, like the way that you approach nutrition changes at all in this time when everything that you're out there buying, there's competition. There's somebody else who wants it. Yeah, um, it's kind of been about like eating what I can find as far as groceries. Um, I I am I mean I cook every day and it's a lot of roasting vegetables, um, a lot of root vegetables because like if I go shopping once a week those are the things that last the longest and they're the things people aren't buying i've noticed like right? fresh fresh stuff does not sell like rice and toilet paper does which is crazy mm -hmm. but okay <laughs> i mean they definitely definitely should uh up their fresh food intake if they can find it mm -hmm. um something that i wish that actually you were heather this kind of tags onto your last question is um i wish we had maybe spoken briefly about recovery in the sense of sleep um because that's something yes. that i think people are skimping on more than they realize because every day is the same and you don't necessarily have to get up at a certain hour so there's a lot of people staying up late right now and like more than their diet even i think people really need to focus if they're going to be working out and doing this program you're going to need the eight hours you might even need more depending on how much you just ramped up your your workouts so if you really ramped up your workouts take advantage of the fact that we're in quarantine and get your butt to bed earlier, you know, and get some like real quality sleep if you can, as long as you don't have any small children running around the house. No, I think, I think that's great because the, the further that I've, I get into training for years and years and years, the more I notice how what I'm able to accomplish on any given day is directly tied to how I slept. hundred percent. percent. You know, especially if you're talking about strength or anything where you're pushing your limits, the tiniest little bit, that limit is so much further if you actually slept eight, even nine, even 10 hours. <laughs> like if you can sleep ten, nine, 10 hours, do it, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. It just makes you so much stronger and your body's able to repair itself so much better. I mean, this is where people who are new to it don't realize that quite yet. And they're like, oh, but I feel so tired. And I'm like, take a nap, right. <laughs> recover. Yeah. That's what Arnold did. Arnold yeah. used to take a nap every damn afternoon, right? Like, oh yeah. And, and also, I think, you know, uh, Homebody is, like, it doesn't have the reputation of being a program that kills you, but mm -hmm. it's, it's sneaky hard. Yeah. And, and that's what people, that's what people tell me is they're like, 
I like it. You know, I love Kim. I think she's a lot of fun, but like it's, it sneaks up on you. And after a few of them, you're like, oh, wow, I don't remember the last time my ass wasn't sore. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that in particular, everybody's like, it's great. My, my ass yeah. is really, really sore. <laughs> <laughs> but what, I mean, what do, what do you hear from people who are, who do the workouts at home body? Uh, like I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard my butt is sore. That's the thing I hear most often. I hear in particular. Oh, that's funny. Um, I hear usually about around week two, finishing week two, people are like, I am surprisingly tired. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other feedback, the most common feedback is just, you're really funny. <laughs> and then I get nervous cause I'm like, what did I say? I don't Did remember. I mean to be funny? <laughs> Was I trying to be? Usually not, but it's, uh, it just comes out that way. So that's funny. Um, and uh, w one other question I, I was wondering, you know, so you're vegetarian, right? Yes. So I was wondering how you have approached the protein problem. It's always the problem, right? It's not it, a problem. It's, it's, it's the question, though. <laughs> yeah, um, I get that question all the time. Right. So how have you, how have you been cracking that? Uh, same as I always do. I mean, beans are beans, lentils, uh, pea protein, uh, broccoli, eating lots of different vegetables that all has protein in it, quinoa, nuts, and a, I do eat eggs. I'm not vegan, so I eat eggs, but I don't do milk dairy because it just doesn't sit well with me. Um, whole gray and stuff like that. And then I do allow myself, I love the fake meat, like Beyond Burger or Impossible Burgers or there's so many, um, soy riso. There's so many, and people are like, Oh, isn't that bad for you? Like too much soy or too much processed. Right. And I'm like, I don't eat it every day. Mm -hmm. And I don't eat it in like mass quantities. I have like an impossible burger once a week and I have beyond, and they're different beyond burgers, pea protein. I think impossible burger might have some soy in it, but they, they all have different blends and you start to notice how your body feels, you know, eating the various brands. And, um, and so it, it just all has sit, it sits really well with me. I'm used to it. And then I have like a, um, a vegan protein powder that when I'm lifting, when I'm doing a lifting program and I'm going for hypertrophy, I definitely have two protein shakes a day, you know, following up just to add that extra protein. But I'm also one of those people that'll argue that we don't need as much protein as everyone says we do. But, right. you know. <laughs> sure. Well, and I, you bring up a really interesting point there, which is like the amount of protein that we get from just eating a variety of foods too. Mm -hmm. um, one of the, one of the great old bodybuilders from the sixties and seventies was Bill Pearl. And he was um, largely uh, vegetarian, if not completely. And he was like, yeah, you know, there's not a lot of protein per se in the broccoli that you eat. But if you actually eat a robust array of vegetables and you eat a lot of them, you're getting all the same amino acids. You can build, you can get all the protein you need from sources like that. Mm -hmm. You just have to be willing to eat a lot of different things, right? Mm -hmm. okay. And broccoli has a surprising amount of protein. It if does. You, it's, it'll surprise you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so do whole grains. Like people forget that different grains and beans, like they're incomplete proteins, but you eat rice, beans, and, you know, lentils together and you've got all the amino acids you need right there. Mm -hmm. If you could have stocked up for this particular quarantine, if there's one thing you could have brought with you for working out, what would it be? A pool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be a fifth yoga mat. <laughs> Although now that I like realize I do have all these yoga mats, I should just lay them all out in that room and just like 
roll around and do some like now that you said like laying on the ground i'm like duh that's what those four yoga mats are for right if you, you, some if you animal had a pool flow. if you had a pool and you could create a boat out of the yoga mats and just sort of float around yeah. all day long <laughs> i mean i would love a pool right now because i have like i i mean i would swim in it and then i would i have the push plate um and some like tools that i can use for i had my acl injury like last was it last year i had my surgery so I, I still have that stuff left over and I started to really like it. So, um, you know, just as a, just totally spoil myself, I would have a pool nice. <laughs> or a squat rack. I would love a squat rack. I'm not sure. It's a toss there up. You go. Mm, okay. All right. Well, uh, tell, tell people where they can still find you. Cause you're still putting out videos and things out in the middle of all this too. Yeah. You can find me, um, at Kim nonstop on Instagram is probably where most of the up to date updates happen. Um, and then I'm on YouTube as well, Kim Nonstop. That's my over a hundred at-home workouts on there that are not as well done as the Homebody uh, program because the Homebody program had a full budget and a really great crew. I have to shout out to that crew; they were amazing. So, um, you know, there's just tons of resources on there. And if you ever are getting stuck on the Homebody program or you just need a little extra, tag me and I will see it. And I would love to see your progress. Or even if you're just somebody who only works out when somebody like Kim, Kim tells you to work out, do yeah. my program. That's she why those workouts are getting tracked, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Kim is watching. I am watching you. Right, well, Kim, thanks so much for talking with us. Thank yes, you thank for you. having me.